Welcome back to the Total Focus Podcast, episode number seven. Our special guest this week is Yolanda, Mrs. Maryland America 2018. Yolanda is a multi-title winner, boasting titles in Galaxy, Latino America, United States, and Mrs. America. Thank you so much, Yolanda, Mrs. Maryland America 2018 for being on the show. No problem. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to be here today. Well, I wanted to bring you on because unlike some of the girls that are doing the, the married pageants, um, you, you're you not just doing a married pageant. You're a very well-established pageant patty is the definitely, I would have to say the, the, um, the right way to describe you because you have multiple titles in your past. So perhaps we should just start at the beginning um, and then all the stuff you do now with cheerleading and your current title. So where where do you think would be the best place to start? Do you, do you want to start your first title or do you want to start right before that? Um, well, you know, people always ask me what made me decide to participate in pageants. And, you know, this 20-plus year hobby of mine started when – it actually was punishment from my mother. So I believe I was a junior in high school, and I don't quite remember what I did wrong, but my mother was trying to find more creative ways to punish me. And at that point in my life, I was very much a tomboy. And she had seen a ad for a pageant called Miss Teen Baltimore. And I'm not sure if it even went to any sort of national or any sort of state pageant, but it was this Miss Teen Baltimore. And she thought that that would be perfect punishment for me, considering that you would probably have to kill me at that point in my life to get me to put on a dress okay. or to wear any sort of makeup. So she signs me up for this pageant, and I will say I was kicking and screaming. I did not want to have anything to do with it. Well, lo and behold, we get there to the pageant, and although I didn't like all of the side things that came along with it, I did love the competition aspect of it. And if I'm not mistaken, I want to say I did make the top five. I don't remember where I placed, but I do remember I have a, I have a photo of myself with the top five. So I know I made top five, uh, but I loved it. I loved the competition aspect of it. So it turned out the joke was on my mother because although she thought it was going to be punishment, it started a 20-plus year hobby that still hasn't stopped, and now I'm mid-40s. Well. It's more of a career because of all the stuff and all the money you spend and all the time and effort. So it just is, it's like a second side. But your mom is creative. This is a creative punishment. So it was it more like she wanted to get you out of the off, out of the house or she just wanted you to act more like a girl because you're saying you were more a tomboy. So I, I'm just fascinated by your mom's teaching skills. The, I mean, most people don't get punished by getting to dress up and look beautiful. That's a very creative way to get punished. Well, it was definitely punishment for me because, you know, the tomboy in me still lives very much. I do not like wearing dresses, and I do not wear like dressing up. And I'm not the female that wears makeup every day, and I don't do my hair every day. And, I, I mean, honestly, every day I don't even wear mascara on a daily basis. You're lucky if you catch me with lip gloss on on a regular basis. So getting me to actually dress up and have to do full hair and full makeup and put on high heels and all of that other stuff, it very much was punishment for me. 
but I'm also an athlete, so I loved the competition side of it. And that's what's kept me in pageantry. I'll be very honest. I don't like the appearances. I don't like doing any of that stuff. I literally just like the stage aspect of it, being on stage and competing. So, if because some people don't equate it as a sport. So, you're equating, and I equate it as a sport. So, do you, is that how you define it? Do you, do you, are you that, are you that, um, is that how you break it down? You think you think this is a, a very easeable sp- sport that you it just you you qualify it and you can if you know the numbers you can win. Um. Yes and no. A little. So I definitely wouldn't say it's a sport, but for me, I'm all about the competition aspect of it, and not necessarily the competition with the other ladies, but competition with myself. How can I do better than the last time? Um, you know, I remember for a very long time, I was never able to win a best in swimsuit award. And for me, for several years, that was my only concern and my only goal. I didn't care if I won a title. I just at that point had set a goal for myself that I was going to win best in swimsuit. So for me, it's really just all about the competition aspect of it, getting myself prepared for the, the competition. What do I need to do to do well in those competitions, whether it's winning the title or winning a specific award at a pageant? But I always go into it setting a goal for myself for each competition, and that's that's what it is for me, whether – whether I'm one person on the stage or a hundred people on the stage, my goal is always my own personal goals that I set for myself. And just knowing you personally, it's just it it, it it's <laughs> it's kind of uh, ironic that your mom does it as a punishment, and then you finish in the top five, and totally <laughs> totally a switch. So good on you. So I'm sure even even as a young a young a young girl that you were still the angst that you are today so um so from that point on because you have you have four ms titles right or do you um let's see off the top of my head there's probably four ms but to be honest with you i i would have to sit down and actually write out all of the list of the titles that have happened to you go girl you go girl that's good Like I don't there, but you know there's so many pageants nowadays. There's a pageant for everything. You know there's Miss Strawberry Patch Festival of the Americas. I mean there's a pageant title for everything. So because every, it's not hard to have you know gone in and acquired a lot of titles because there are more than enough systems out there for everyone. But I mean I I think that's good and bad because it's part of our where our society is now. We want everyone to have an opportunity, but also you know, there are people that may have never had an opportunity under the old, you know, how the old weight would have been or the lack of, of um, opportunity. So, so what was the next thing? So after the punishment didn't work and it backfired on your mom, what was the next course? Of, I, I assume, did you step up and say, well, now you've, now you've made a monster. So now, um, What's the next course of action? So, Well, if I can remember way back that far, because old lady brain. Oh, gets, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. You're so old. Oh, my God. Um, I want to say I think I did that Miss Teen Baltimore pageant once, maybe once more after that first time I did it. And I remember there was a system way back in the day. I think it was 
maybe Ms. Petite International because I'm one of those strange people that I grew four inches during pregnancy. So before I had my first child, I definitely fit into um, petite standards. And then after I had my son and grew four inches during pregnancy, I could no longer do those petite pageants. So I remember doing a, a Miss Petite something another pageant in my early years. And I just, at, at that point, I really just did them on my own. You know, my mom was always very supportive and I was always a, a gymnast and an athlete growing up. So, you know, we were all about the competition and lucky for me, my mom's a seamstress and a tailor. So it gave us the opportunity of working together um, because I'm cheap. I never really wanted to buy a gown either. So it was about what could we come up with? What could we create? Where could we find interesting fabrics from to make a new gown? It, it really turned into more of a how far can we go with this type thing? Frugal, frugal. You're never cheap. You're frugal. <laughs> no, I can be honest. I'm cheap. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, the richest people in the world don't buy anything. They just keep their money in the bank. So you just might be one of, you might be just one of the smart people, you know? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so so basically you're you're is for someone starting out, would you say that the philosophy, at least at what worked for you, was to, to stay in a system you felt welcome to and, and try and be successful in that one system than jumping around? I think it really depends on the person. I did not stay true to any one particular system. I jumped around to just whatever fit into my schedule, my life, and my budget at that particular time. You know, pageants can be extremely expensive. Entry fees can be well over necessary. Um, and so really for me, it was just about, oh, there's a pageant coming up in three months. I got three months to get myself together for this. So let me get, you know, let me do what I have to do. I think for a lot of people, the consistency of knowing a particular system and its rules works well, but it doesn't always work well for everybody. Um, two of the titles that I did win, I did both systems three times before I ended up winning. So, you know, it really is just the lay of the land, how well you want to do, you know, do you set yourself up for success at that moment? And, you know, are you the pick of the day because a different set of judges will always yield a different result? Well, the reason why I asked that question was you had mentioned that you had gone back to that first pageant several times. So I didn't know if you were loyal at the beginning to trying winning that title. But it's interesting from your philosophy um, that you should just go with what works with you. So I... I I, I do agree on that point. I was just curious. Um, you were saying that, that first pageant. So did you win a title with that first pageant? Or it sounds like you never you never no. won, but you moved on. You moved on. Oh, yeah. No, I moved on. It was just once I got the bug of competing, I just kind of competed where I could, when I could. But it took me several attempts across several systems before I actually really won anything. Okay. Well, Let's get to let's get to the first one you really remember then, so you can tell us all the juicy information. <laughs> um, ah, uh, um, so what's your, what's your first system that you remember winning your first either local title or state title? Um, 
that Ms. Petite system, I think twice. And I don't, I have no idea what national pageant it went to, but I remember they had the state pageant in Laurel. And it's kind of a funny story because I was actually crowned on stage, but I didn't win apparently. Uh, So that was my first taste at winning, but not really winning. Uh, so apparently so pageant, a, a, you got, yeah, you, you got indoctrinated into the pageant drama then. Well, there wasn't any real drama with it. I mean, apparently they had crowned me on stage and immediately after the crowning, the tabulator realized that they had made a mistake. Oh. And, so so yeah, it wasn't they drama. A, they just, they, they wasn't made, the true winner. They, and oh no, that's even director. But, no, the director was awesome because she rectified it right there on site and the the true winner, she was able to get her actual crowning photos with the court and everything while everybody was still there. And it ended up working out in my favor because although I ended up being a runner-up in that pageant, the national office called several weeks later. They didn't have a pageant in New Hampshire, and so they offered me the chance to go at large representing New Hampshire. So I wow. ended up getting to go to nationals anyway. See, that's all, you know, that sounds like a, it just, see, you just, that whole story went from being like tragic, like Miss Universe to like at coming out at the end of a good story. So that's awesome. It is, but I don't necessarily know if it was tragic because I have the worst luck. I mean, if I could walk outside and a bird could poop on my head and but that's there supposed could be, be good luck. total empty field around me and the bird poop would land on me. But, like I have terrible but, luck. But that's so awesome. I don't necessarily know if it was tragic or if it was just another instance of an example of Yolanda's bad luck. Okay. Well, you call that bad luck. Everyone else calls that good luck because <laughs> I'm being dead serious it's, it's, because it's so random because the chances of being hit by that is supposed to be good luck. So I don't know. I, I, I would beg to differ. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that though, but I, you know, that's, actually happened to me a couple of times and i will say not once when it ever happened did i ever feel like it was good luck that i just got pooped on well if you're in a beautiful dress or going out to work it's not the most ideal time to get a smack of good luck by poop so (laughs) (laughs) i didn't know that we were going to be talking about poop today but you know it's amazing how the conversation (laughs) goes to be candid and real yes i love it so (laughs) I just wanted to take one second from this great interview and talk about our sponsor of the week, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions. No matter if you're planning a wedding, a special event, or you just need an amazing headshot, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443-422-3830. Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can go just go right to their website at mavpp.com. Now let's get right back to the show and listen to this great interview. So you you had you went to nationals with with that pageant. Did you have a great experience? Anything that you learned that really helped you? Yeah, one of the best experiences um, that I had, or one of the greatest lessons that I learned from that experience was not to care what everybody else thought. You know, unfortunately, the pageant world has its downsides that we all tend to know about, we hear about. You know, if we're all going to be honest, at some point, many of us have participated in the downside in one way, form, or fashion. And 
that was kind of the experience where I just learned this is not real life. It's not going to change my life. It's not going to suddenly make me rich. It's not going to keep me from having to go to work every day. Like, this is just a hobby. And for as much as I can put effort into it, Joe Schmo down the street doesn't know who I am. They don't know if I'm Miss Maryland of the Strawberry Festival, and nor do they care. So I just kind of learned to take it in stride. Whatever happens, happens, but enjoy the ride because this is not real life. Fair enough. But, you know, when you have the sash on, it does, or, and you have someone taking photos of you and, and, you know, you have a husband telling you you look amazing. It's not a bad feeling. No, it's definitely not a bad feeling, but if we're going to be real, generally when you're out in the public and you're making an appearance, Half the people in the public can't even say the difference between Mrs., Miss, and Ms. <laughs> well, see, there's a secret for me. I just say MRS because it's easier. I think it. I ha- I do have a way. It's a. I have a hard time saying it too. So I just say MRS. <laughs> you know. I, uh, y- y- you're right. I, I'm not gonna scream. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it, it always happens. You'll get somebody who'll say, oh, who are you? And it can say, clear as day, Mrs. So-and-so. But they'll be like, oh, Miss Popular. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, yes, yes. What yes. do you say to that? Like, no, that's not my title. But it just goes back to the lesson that I've learned through all of this. It doesn't really matter. I mean, I just came back from Mrs. America, and truthfully, my neighbors don't even know. Why? Because it's just a hobby. True. Fair. Um, so you've taken that experience and that first national experience. You've now – so what was the next one? Because I really want to cover your four Mrs. until you get into the Ms. so we can talk about that. So what to was be the ne- honest – no idea what the next ones were. I never had the opportunity to do Miss America or Miss USA because I had my oldest child when I was 19. So I never had the chance to do any of those major Miss systems. So the majority of everything that I did was as a Miss and as a Mrs. Okay. But I don't want to like break the story, but you're, you, you're a former Galaxy winner. I don't know about anyone else but galaxy is a huge pageant so you know do you want to just talk about your galaxy experience sure so um before i won galaxy i actually competed at galaxy three different times and in three different divisions and to my understanding there's only one other person outside of me who's done that um i competed as a miss the very first year that I did Galaxy, I was Miss DC. And for those who are unfamiliar with Galaxy, Galaxy does allow you to compete if you have had children in the Miss division because Galaxy is all based on either your age or your marital status. Whether or not you're a mother has nothing to do with their actual qualifications. And so they have I, the sickest crowns in the entire country. 
Their crowns are incredible. <laughs> so if you're a crown, okay, if I you're love a cr- my Galaxy crown, but that thing is really heavy. I think nine years later, and I still have a dent in my forehead from, <laughs> in the top of my head from that crown. Well, um, that's a good thing to point out because uh, I talk to a lot of girls and they don't realize that if you leave that crown on, you'll leave a permanent mark in your head. So that's a perfect, ladies, don't leave that crown on forever, you know. Exactly. That is, but it is an amazing crown, and it was designed by an amazing woman. So I've been around Galaxy since the second year that it's been in existence. So I've I've really, really grown to love Galaxy, and I guess I'm one of those pageant oldies that have been around to see it grow from the original creator and owner to the existing ownership. And like I said, I competed the first time as a Miss, and I was third runner-up, I believe, is the miss, or I might have been fourth runner-up. Either way, I made top five. I don't remember. I know I wasn't first runner-up, I can tell you that. Um, and that was great, and I I loved Galaxy. I will be very honest. Of all of the pageant systems that I've ever done, Galaxy's probably my favorite. Um, I love the way that it's set up. I love the categories. Uh, it's, it's that perfect system for me. Is it the perfect system for everyone? Absolutely not. But for me and the things that I enjoy and the things that I like, Galaxy is a perfect system for me. Well, tell people what 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 makes Galaxy so different. Are they doing a talent? Are they you know are they more based on on speaking skills? What 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 defines them as to being different? Except for the. I don't there know. Hey, you as know, much as I, I know about ga- Galaxy, all won. I know is about the crown. So that's why I have you on. You're <laughs> the expert. You're the one that's won. So there's definitely no talent competition at Galaxy. Okay. If they were, I would have never have won or placed because outside of being athletic, I have not a talent in my body. So no, there's no talent at Galaxy. Uh, I believe that they've changed the the percentages of the categories here lately, so I can't speak to what they are now, but when I competed, everything was weighted equally, and you competed in interview, swimsuit, gown, photogenic, and there was something else, because there were five areas of competition. I don't know. Oh, and fashion wear. That's what it was. Okay, so fashion wear is the one that is unique, because that's one category that not all pageants have. So you have fashion wear, Okay, that makes sense. Um, so, yeah, that pageant definitely would fit perfect for you because you could crush the photo, you could crush your bathing suit, you could do a great in your evening gown, and then I'm sure you did great with your interview. So, And I'm sure you just had fun doing uh, a fun fashion. So that, that, Thank that, you. So that, 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 that totally makes sense to me because you may not like to be like all dressed in a dress, but I'm sure just like you said, you'd like to walk the runway. So that would probably have done really well for you. So, yeah. Yeah. I actually really, really loved galaxy. It really was um, my favorite of all the systems that I've competed in as far as like how it was set up and how it was developed. Uh, And again, like I said, I kept coming back until I won fortunate for me while I was doing that, my status was changing. So I ended up competing in three different divisions. So I competed as a miss, as Miss DC, and then I competed as a Mrs., and I was Mrs. Pennsylvania because I was living in Pennsylvania at the time, and I 
did I place as a Mrs.? Yes, I did. But I couldn't tell you how I placed. But I know I made top five, and I was actually um, a runner-up to Denise McKnight, and that was, I don't know, uh, don't even start me lying about what year that was. But it was <laughs> hey, I don't know, probably like 2005, maybe, 2006, perhaps something somewhere in that long, long time ago. Um, and I competed as a Mrs. And then um, I got divorced not shortly after that and um, competed as a Ms. in 2010 and ended up winning the Ms. Galaxy 2011 title. Okay, so the, the big title you have is Emma MS. Correct, and awesome. that is for women over thirty. Okay, that are unmarried. So that's Galaxy's division. If you're over thirty and unmarried, you can be a Ms. So I ended up winning the national title as a Ms. Um, but for me, what was most important about my connection to Galaxy is the owner of Galaxy. The current owner of Galaxy has another pageant for Latina women. And it's called Ms. Beza Latina. And I also did Beza Latina three times. And I ended up winning the international title for Beza Latina. And one of the prizes was entry to your division in Galaxy. So for me, um, I was the very first person to win the Beza Latina and Galaxy titles back to back. So I had a state title for Beza Latina, and then I won the international title. Then the very next year, I went straight into Galaxy with my you know, local title and then won the international title for Galaxy. And um, again, like I said, in all the years that Galaxy existed, I was the first person to do that, to win both of those titles back-to-back. Now, that's not anything to gloss over. You, you know, I've known this young lady for almost a year, and... That's I I'm aware of the Latino pageant and their crown, and the girls that that win those titles are very very beautiful and very you know outstanding in the community and it's really focused. You have to have some kind of ethnic background in that in that community to to qualify, and for you to win both and then go on the galaxy, that's big. Congratulations. Thank you. So I was Miss Vanessa Latina 2009, and then. Ms. Galaxy 2011. And then after I won Galaxy in 2011, I retired and walked away from pageantry for until Mrs. America. So for eight years, I guess, seven years, eight years, something like that. So tell everyone the real story because a lot of people just were blown away that you came out of retirement and came out of the blue and won. But, um, why, why don't we put the why don't we clear the air and make sure that everyone and tell you know tell everyone the real story that you know you had you know you've already won multiple titles you know and you know you were asked to just like everyone was asked to to come out and to to compete the to compete in the pageant and you just said okay I'll do it you know. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much, I mean, I had been considering Mrs. America for several years. Um, I had considered doing D.C. because we actually lived in the city for quite a while, and it just, the timing was never right. For me, um, you know, when I go into doing a state pageant, I always go in 
working towards the best. And so I would say, okay, well, I'll think about it this year. But then the timing of the national pageant wasn't well for me. And so for me, I was never going to compete at the state level if I couldn't commit to going to the national level if I had won. So for many, many years, I stayed away from pageantry. But when I decided to come back and do Mrs. Maryland America, I mean, you're right. I'm definitely no stranger to to pageants. I mean, I've I've already competed at Mrs. U- Mrs. United States. I won Mrs. Puerto Rico United States, which was an actual pageant. It wasn't an appointed title. We did have a pageant. Um, it was always held in conjunction with Mrs. Florida, and but I did win Mrs. Puerto Rico United States in 2000. I don't know six, maybe. Okay, so that's your fourth title then. Um. Yes. Latino. Ms. Gal- uh, Ms. Galaxy, Ms. I'm United trying to States. think what order they were. So yeah, I went. Yes, I was Mrs. Puerto Rico United States in 2006. Okay. And I competed at Mrs. United States. Didn't do anything at Mrs. United States, but I had a great time being there. Did not cut top ten or didn't cut top. It's 15 not or about anything. winning. It's about the experience. Yeah, I mean, but okay? I had a great time. So as they as they say on television with the girls USA. There's Correct. only one title. There are 51 great girlfriends that you can meet now, okay? <laughs> but there's only one title, so if you're going to fight over it, you're going to have a horrible experience. Exactly. Um, and, you know, like I said, uh, leading up to Galaxy, I had done several systems in between. Uh, I was the very first Mrs. Earth. I was Mrs. Earth 2008. So by the time I had gotten to Galaxy and finished my Galaxy reign, truthfully, I was burnt out, and I just needed a break. And so I walked away from pageantry from 2011 up until 2018, and I really walked away. Like, I wasn't judging. I wasn't coaching. Uh, truthfully, I had walked away from, from many friendships that I had made in pageantry. I really just separated myself and kind of just focused on myself and my family and work and you know just everything that wasn't pageantry. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to give you a pat on the back because you might have walked away, but you also retired with four titles, okay? Earth, United States, Galaxy, and Latino. Um that's not that's just not like okay, nothing to like okay, dust your shoulder off. Okay, you literally crushed the competition, so um, I think well, well, well deserved retirement. Okay, so Thanks. and then literally, it just proves how talented you are when it comes to your effort in putting the work in. You literally came out of retirement, um, with how many weeks notice? Because I I believe you had told me the story three three months. No, with a month. A month I ended on um, the deadline for Mrs. Maryland twenty eighteen. So I cut- gave myself. 30 days to prepare and you crushed the competition and you won. I wouldn't say that I crushed the competition. You won, but but, but, no, well, yes, I did it being the winner, but I wouldn't say that I crushed the competition. You know, every lady there is in competition with herself, not the others. And for me, I felt like I had something to prove, not to the others, but I really wanted to prove something to myself. You know, in that time, since I left galaxy and decided to do, Um, Mrs. Maryland, there were so many changes that were going on with my life, with health, career, we moved, you know, I had a baby. There's so many things going on. um, And, uh, you know, I'll just be truthful with it. I went from being a size four to a size 14. 
And so when I decided to go back and compete at Mrs. Maryland, it was not with the intention to win. It was not with the intention of going to Mrs. America. It truly was with the intention of not embarrassing myself. Um, but, because I had put on all of this weight. I, I gained 10 sizes in clothes. And but for again, me, I, again, I'm not that, that person. But, I don't like to go to the gym. I do not like to exercise. It's not my thing. So this was one of those things that it was going to force me to take a long look in the mirror and look at myself from what I was before and to what I had become, and I had to take ownership of that. I had to say, girlfriend, you did this to yourself. Going to Chipotle every single day or hitting up McDonald's or whatever, your bad eating habits and your lack of exercise and your red wine before you go to bed – you made yourself balloon from a four to a 14 and there's no one else responsible but you. So if you're going to take ownership of it, you better love your new curves and you better love your new roles and just go out there and own it. That was a moment for me. But see, that's where women- the judge, but, but that's why I keep, I wanted to get to stop. But the, but the judges saw your confidence because you're just like, you knew you were going to get it. Clearly, you crushed. You had. I'm going to give you a pat on the back. I am going to give you a pat on the back because you clearly crushed your interview. Because the reason why I say because that the interview must have been way better than everyone else. Because if you're saying that that when it comes to your physical looks, you weren't up to everyone else because you felt you felt that you had gained more weight. Okay. But you must have really showed the judges that you were the most qualified person to win. That goes back to you saying that your mom was trying to be twisted and use this as a punishment. She didn't understand this wasn't going to be a punishment. This was you loved it because it was competition. So you're there has to be some built in, and any winner has it. My my best friend Adriana, okay, she when she has to compete, it just like, it's like a switch that goes on and you can't beat her. I, I, that's what it sounds like to me that you're just a natural, you know, you're a natural fighter and you just win. Well, I will say that I'm a natural fighter, but there were 14 women last year and each of them had a magnificent story. Everyone had something great to offer. And each and every one of those ladies would have made a wonderful Mrs. Maryland. So I'm not going to say that I crushed the competition because I honestly don't believe that. What I did crush is the horrible self-image that I had developed of myself. That is what I crushed last year. It took a lot for me to put myself in a bathing suit. I had I didn't even own a bathing suit up until that point. I had tossed out everything, everything pageant that I owned, I had sold after Galaxy, and I'm not really a beachy person anyway, but I didn't even own a bathing suit. So for me to be able to put myself up on that stage and knowing what I used to look like and knowing what I had allowed myself to become, that was a moment, that was a moment for me. I crushed and defeated the demon that had been bothering me for seven years. So although every one of those ladies that was absolutely deserving, I I really can't get behind the crushing the competition thing because I I don't feel like I did. I just crushed 
that demon that was bothering me enough to be able to allow other people to see me for something other than my physical exterior. Well, fair enough. Um, that's why I always have someone on here that can really describe herself in her own way much better than I could do myself. So, um, and it, but it, it, it definitely just shows that, you know, with time and effort, no matter what the obstacle, you can overachieve and you can win that pageant or get that job. You just need to put some work into it. So. Oh, you're absolutely right. I mean, when I last year on that stage, when I got crowned as Mrs. Maryland, I was just as shocked as anyone else. But well, you definitely look it, in the photos. You're like, oh, my God, I just won. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, I was definitely shocked. I was more or less like, what just happened here? Uh, it was very uh, it was a surreal moment, if I can say that. But. From the time of Mrs. Maryland till the time of leaving for nationals, I had three months and five days. And in those three months and five days, the competitor in me said, I will not go to nationals and I will not embarrass myself. If I'm going to spend the time and the money and the effort and the time away from my children to go to nationals, I'm going to nationals with the goal of at least making top 15. And I knew that I was never going to be able to make top 15 at nationals looking the way that I did when I won Mrs. Maryland. So I immediately went into competition mode, completely changed my diet, completely changed the way that I was moving. I did not become a gym rat, but with the help of a really good friend, um, Mrs. Virginia, 1999, she helped me develop a fitness plan. She helped me develop uh, what to eat and when. Uh, I was like a Fitbit Nazi at that point. It was crazy. I couldn't live or go without my Fitbit everywhere. I was counting steps. Uh, and I went from that size 14 at Mrs. Maryland to a size 6 slash 8 at Nationals. I lost 35 pounds and almost 10 inches in three and a half months. And I didn't starve myself. I didn't work out three times a day. I literally just stopped doing all the stupid things that I had been doing over the last eight years. Congratulations. It just shows that if there's a will, there's a way. Absolutely. And I tell women that all the time. Like, it's not about comparing yourself to others. It's You've got to be the best version of you. So I knew that if I was going to go to Mrs. America, I had to be the best version of myself that I could be at that moment. And that's what I set out to do. And I wasn't going to let anybody stop me. So when I went to Mrs. America, and we can all, we can be frank, and we can look at the pictures, I probably clearly was one of the largest women on stage, if not the largest woman on stage. So to go and know that I achieved the goal that I set for myself, um, it really just kind of renewed this self-confidence in me that I had tucked away and put in the back of my head for a long, long time. I just wanted to take one extra second and talk about our sponsor of the week, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Production. No matter if you're planning a wedding and you need a wedding videographer, you're doing a music video, or you're doing commercial, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443-422-3830. Again, that's 443 422 
3830 or you can go right to their website at mavpp.com now let's get right back to this great interview well it definitely sounds like you have um found a fire that you that like you said that you had put away so i hope you don't um, put that fire out i hope you continue to cultivate that fire either through yourself or through um whatever else you do in life you know, you did mention it, but you're also a cheerleading coach. Um, you, you know, you, you're you very successful um, with T-Mobile. So hopefully that will be really um, influential with what you do in life. So, Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, but, yes, I am a high school cheerleading coach. I've been coaching for almost 20-plus years, and I've been the varsity coach at this same high school for, gosh, almost a decade now. And... I really love my kids. I love the kids that I work with every day. Coaching is a very big part of my life. Uh, I Not only do I coach cheerleading at this high school, I also coach tennis at this high school. My husband's also a coach for youth sports. So coaching is what we do, and it's not just about coaching these kids to be great athletes on the mat or on the field. It's really about developing relationships and guiding kids into making the right choices and the right decisions when their parents are not there or when teachers are not looking or when coaches are not looking. You know, it really does take a village to raise up and train up a child to become a good, productive citizen. And everyone that your children comes into contact with has some sort of effect on their life, whether it's positive or it's negative. And one of the things that's the most important for me in cheerleading is really just to make kids understand if you want something bad enough, you have to work for it. And you have to work for it more than just the two hours a day that you have a scheduled practice. You know, that's not going to get you to, I don't know, the major leagues or to the NFL, or it's not going to get you to become a CEO of a company. You know, you've got to be working at whatever it is that you want to do all the time because nothing comes easy. If you don't work for it, you won't achieve it. I mean, this is the reason why I do this radio show, is I want to really explain to people that you can start from zero and achieve any goal in life. And if you, specifically if you're a girl, you can go from um, no experience and become a national title winner, or you can be the president of the United States with some good effort and going to school. So I think everything you've said just proves that point. I mean, hey, look at the current president. Anybody really can be the president of yes, the United absolutely. States. Absolutely. I mean, he is a you know, real estate mogul. He had reality television shows. You know, he did not President Trump did not come up in the realm of politics. You know, he saw something and made a go for it. He worked for it and got himself there and it wasn't tr the traditional way. So regardless of what people may think about him, he really is a true success story that anyone can become whatever they set their mind to. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely right. So what's the future for Miss Yolanda? Mrs. Um, Mrs. You know, MRS. I don't know. Are you... Well, it sounds like you're so in love with Galaxy. I, it sounds like it's under new management. Uh, is there any maybe thoughts of going to, to Galaxy? Sounds like there's a title there that you you well deserve should have. So, um, I don't know about Galaxy. It's not under new management. Um, it's 
I mean, the new ownership took over probably at least a decade or more by now. But the way you ago, described um, it, you you worked with the older, the, the original owner, so that's why I, I worked was... with both. Actually, oh, I you did with work with both. both. Okay. Yeah. So when I when I won Galaxy in 2011, it's the same ownership that's there now. Great. Um, and yeah, I would one day. Uh, it would be great to win the title of Mrs. Galaxy. There's no one to this date that has won the international title in two different divisions, so that would be awesome. I just think Not it's sitting there. Galaxies it, on my list, but it's definitely an awesome system, and I loved competing in Galaxy. Like I said, it's one of those systems that I really felt the most connected to that it was for me, but you know, maybe I want to try something that's a little bit more out of my comfort zone. There's tons of pageants out there. Not, I don't even know if I'm going to compete ever again. i kind of gotten that bug to compete again, but, you know, I'll be honest. It's a lot of money, and, I, you know, when I compete, I try to present the best and do the best, but in mid-40s, I just cannot justify spending the money on pageantry on these entry fees and things that I spent in my 20s and 30s. I mean, it's... It's ludicrous. I could buy stock with the money that people spend on an entry fee. And <laughs> as the, the older I get, or buy nice uh, toys, stock like and a house, like, a, like a, in the future is way more important to me than having another title. Well, so I'm not quite sure where my future in pageantry. I mean, you just you just sound you're, you're you're saying you're having the epiphany of being responsible. You're like, I could buy stock. I could buy a summer house. I could buy an extra car. You know, you know, you're exactly. Just ha- you're just having that. You know. I'm I'm an adult and you know how much money do I do I put to my personal frivolous things and not to my kids and you know not to my own personal wealth so Exactly but I mean I've I definitely got the pageant bug I definitely think I may compete again somewhere I just don't know if I'll take another 7 year hiatus and maybe come back in my 50s I don't know not quite sure yet what I'm going to do it's not that bad way to, if you if you were going to formally retire again, again you retire on top because you have another title. So it's not like you were, it's not like you came out of retirement and literally never placed. You have a state title, so dust off your shoulder. You know, congratulations on that one. So <laughs> thank you. So I always at the end of the show to like sum everything up. What. If someone is starting out and they want to do pageants or they just want to do something competitive, do you have any advice that you've really found out? You've mentioned stuff like, you know, just preparing yourself, not listening to other people, but is there anything else that you think that's been really beneficial that we haven't talked about that you should definitely tell the, the general public out here in our, our, in our a loving sure I, sure I think that if there's a young lady out there who's considering pageantry um, the, one of the biggest things I think holds people back is they think that it's for a certain type of woman certain type of young lady from certain socioeconomic background and that's not true if this is something that you'd like to try or it's something that interests you, you need to go for it. There's always ways that you can cut corners. You know, sometimes, no, you're not able to get around whatever an entry fee is for a pageant. So 
that may be something that you're going to have to, you know, pick up a second job, mow some lawns. I, I don't know, but you'd have to come up with that so that you can enter. But don't let anybody push you to having to buy a certain designer's gown or having to purchase from a certain dress shop or having making letting someone make you feel that you have to spend a certain dollar amount because all of that is it's crap. It's not true. You need to dress for yourself and you need to dress for what's going to make you feel beautiful. And more importantly, stay within your budget. None of these titles are worth racking up credit card debt, taking out loans. It, it's not worth it because you're not going to get a return on your investment that makes spending that amount of money worth it. So if you can find a great seamstress, have a dress made. There's nothing wrong with that as long as it fits you well and the color is great. You can go to the thrift shop and you can repurpose something. Um, for example, when I did win Galaxy, my interview outfit was $20 off of eBay. It was a sweater dress that was a size 20. I liked the color. So I took it, I had my mother cut it down, we used the fabric, we remade a dress out of it that I liked, I went to AC Moore, bought some spray glitter, sprayed the whole thing with glitter to give it like this shiny effect, bought a belt, used the excess material to cover the belt, and voila, I had this great custom outfit that was 20 bucks from eBay. Wow. You don't have to spend a lot of money. You just need to have a little bit of creativity and have a vision of what you want to get out of something and what your goal is so you can do it. You don't have to have, you know, this specific pageant trainer. Go to Planet Fitness, do the 30-minute circuit, you know, read, do some research. There's a pageant out there for everyone, and a lot of people, and including myself, make the mistake of, listening to the peanut gallery telling you what you should do and what you have to do to win. And I'll be honest, I found in my 20 plus year career, most of it is crap. You got to just do what's best for you. And would you encourage someone that is still finding themselves in life to definitely do the pageant so they can be more successful in life? Do you think that it's a good, like, I think that that I think that all determines on how you define success. Um, well, if someone's not good with talking and they need to break out and they need to, they they want to be able to talk to people more successful and they're looking to find a great husband or a good wife, you know. <laughs> hey, um, you know, the, what, what, hey, I support all all people of any you know. So you know, you never know. <laughs> Right. No, that was just really funny. I will say one of the greatest things that I've gotten out of pageantry is not being shy. And it has completely improved my interview skills, not just for interviews for pageants, but interviews for jobs. Uh, after having done pageantry for so many years, I no longer get nervous when it's time to get a job interview. I no longer spend you know, hours preparing for a job interview to make sure that I got this because pageantry has absolutely given me the skills that I need to crush any interview, whether it's for pageantry or whether it's for career. Well, I would love to give – do you want to provide any way to get in touch with you? Should they reach out to your Instagram if they want to talk to you, if they want to reach out to someone who has so much um, advice and – um, success in the realm of pageants? Is there anywhere 
are you open to having anyone talk uh, reach out to you Sure. If anyone wants to reach out to me, you want some advice, I'll be very open. I do not consider myself a coach, and I don't coach, but I will absolutely give someone my opinion or help them out with things or help you with interview training, doing some mock interviews. I have no problem with helping things like that, but I'm not a coach. And I don't consider where myself do, a coach. Where, no, no. Where do you want – where would you like them to go to? Do you want them to go to your Instagram or do you want to go to Facebook? How, how do you want them to reach out to you? They can reach out to me on Instagram. My Instagram name is Life with Yoli Mac. L I F E W I T H Y O L I M A K. And for everyone who, like myself, has a reading and spelling disability, it will be in her notes at the bottom of the uh, episode, guys. So you can just click on that and you'll go right to her Instagram. Okay. So nice and simple. So. Thank you so much for being on the show and taking the time. I think that everyone will definitely benefit from the knowledge that you provided today. So, Thanks, Paul, for having me. I appreciate it. And thank you for everything that you've done to help me out this year as Mrs. Maryland. And to whoever is going to be the first Miss Maryland for America or the next Mrs. Maryland America, Paul is going to be your best friend, and I promise you, he is going to help guide you through this year and give you some amazing photos that you will cherish for the rest of your life. Oh, you're such a sweetheart. I, I'm really sad to, to see you gone, but you're never gone. You're always going to be a close friend. So You know I'm always going to be lurking in the shadows. Hey, you know, every year you're going to have to come back now. You're going to have to do your, you have to do your crown, crown, crown photo. So, you know, now it's almost a requirement. You have to at least show up for the pageant. All right, as long as I can do it in jeans. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. No problem. Talk to you later. I just want to thank you, Londa, for coming on the show. It just really proves the point that no matter how things are in life, you can always take an opportunity to focus on yourself and achieve your goals and take every opportunity that is given to you and truly go at it 100% and you can achieve your goals. And as I keep on saying, this is an opportunity for you guys to really take these experiences and be successful in your own. No matter if you're going to do a pageant or you're going out there and be the, a successful person in the business world. This is great advice by very successful up-and-coming women or people that are already on the top of their game. So we appreciate you guys tuning in this week. We are going to have our shows every Thursday. So I hope you guys are enjoying them. Please subscribe to our feed on iTunes. And you can also go to our YouTube channel and subscribe on our YouTube channel. Just please subscribe to our channel, like the episode, comment. If you have any questions, please let us know. And thank you for coming and listening to our show.